to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches i'm zach and i'm czar did Whoa, we do it we did, we did this. it oh my god we oh. hit the order Woo. all right so before we actually got in for the recording zach has some very exciting news and it's gonna make czar very upset zach what's the news I got an Xbox Series S. <laughs> Why am I upset? Because you don't have one. That's that's accurate. I am sad because I do not have an Xbox. Zach, and how is it? It's fast. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. I am not a graphics and fidelity guy. Like, I, I'll be honest. I can tell it looks better on there, but like, I don't know. People like overhype it. I guess it's not a Series X. You know what I mean? So maybe like there is a little bit difference. But like also, I feel like most people don't have full 4k 60 fps monitors to play all their games on you guys you know what i mean like i i, I can tell it looks better but i'm like is this what well, everyone's hyping about you're 100 percent correct because it's like okay you get this console that has all these you know amazing capabilities but most people don't realize okay well now you also have to upgrade the rest of your equipment to get the full benefit of that Right. right. And so I'm not saying it's not like it looks amazing. I am so in love with it. I'm just like trying to like tell our, our public here, like if you get one of these and you don't have like a, I'm sorry, that $200 Roku TV, like I love Roku. I have Roku TVs. It says it's HDR compatible. I don't know about that. It's not. <laughs> you're going to need a nice solid monitor and you're going to need some good hurts to back it up. Or you're going to have a bad time. I mean, you're still going to have a good time. I'm just letting people know that those graphics people who that really bothers, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to want a good monitor, which I guess it wouldn't bother them if they didn't have a good monitor in the first place. So maybe I'm just being redundant. Anyway, the whole reason I got Xbox <laughs> Game Pass. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So first off, there's an app on my phone for what I'm just like sitting here and like twiddling through. I have tried downloading. That's the important word because only 380 gigs of space. Um, the average big Xbox title is between like 60 to 90 gigabytes. So I get like four games. And so Holy like, I, shit. I've just been sitting here like, oh, I want to play that. Oh, no wait, I want to play that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so it's been it's been amazing. But I, I'm just having like, you know, like hot potato syndrome. Where I just keep backing back and forth. So here's the games that I've got downloaded. Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. That was 500 megabytes, so that was pretty easy to fit on there. (laughs) (laughs) This this one's for Chris, or The Sims 4. Yay! And then I got Octopath Traveler because I mean I was like, (laughs) actually, you know, I think I think I gotta go. Um, It's about lunchtime. Oh, but Peaches, you're gonna like these next two: Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Battlefront 2. Very nice. So I'm pretty excited for those. Alien Isolation, and then obviously I got Kingdom Hearts. 1.5 1.5 and 2.5 remakes which is on game pass i was like oh my god yes Ooh, kingdom hearts on game pass that's pretty dope and i didn't I even know Titan- kingdom hearts was on yeah yeah yeah. and they have literally the whole series it's kingdom hearts 1.5 2.5 2.8 and kingdom hearts 3 damn wow. yeah, yeah 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 um and i also got titanfall 2 because i heard that game got slept on like it's good i heard yes i heard that game was insanely good and so it's all there. I have not played it yet because it was I, I got it Saturday and then we record on what is it? I guess I've had two days to play it, but like it took a while to set it up and get downloads. And then it's just been a busy week. So I'm hyped. Team Xbox, Team Nintendo. Fuck Sony because I can't find a PS5. Yeah. Zara <laughs> uh, is happy. Zara's uh, never happy. <laughs> so that's what makes it so special. <laughs> be sad <laughs> Chez how would you like to do itinerary today what are we doing on the pod so today on the podcast we're talking about 
Sonic fans are probably not going to be happy about this one. <laughs> Sakurai is retiring. Valve is trying to make a handheld console, possibly. And then we got an unknown amount of time takes. Because people had a problem with the quick takes taking not being quick. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, so, see we'll see when we get there. <laughs> Who wants to volunteer for this first article? All right, squad. I read good. All right. This first article is coming to us from GameRant.com by Dalton Cooper. All right. Since uh, Peaches, you're our Sonic guy. Uh, sorry, I did say I wanted it, but do you want to read it? Well, I do have an article for you later, but if you don't mind doubling down on the reading, you can go for it. You know, I don't have an article. I can read this. Okay, okay. I don't know. Okay, okay. You read good, JP. Let's see it. Not to mention, I don't have too much of a dog in the race with the Sonic, so I mean, like, I can be neutral here. Okay. Sega recently hosted its Sonic Central event dedicated to announcing new Sonic the Hedgehog video games. The presentation ended with a brief teaser trailer for the next main series Sonic the Hedgehog game set to launch in 2022. An official title wasn't revealed, but Sega itself accidentally leaked the possible title Sonic Rangers which fans have started to run with. Regardless of whether or not Sonic Rangers ends up being the real title of the game, it seems that a ton of details have already leaked online. On January 6, 2021, an anonymous 4chan user posted a write-up for a game they supposedly playtested called Sonic Rangers. As one might imagine, most fans ignored the supposed leak at the time as there was no hard proof to back up any of the claims. But now that the name Sonic Rangers has appeared in an official Sega press release, it gives a lot more credibility to the old leak. Okay, so it's really weird to go off of this as somebody who, as I said, doesn't have much of a dog in the race when it comes to Sonic, because we know that every single Sonic game is on this weird teeter-totter where either it's a pretty damn good game or it's absolute poo-poo. And all they have to do is take a wrong step in the wrong direction. But also, Sonic fans in general are super critical about everything Sonic. It's really weird. So what are your guys' takes on this? Czar, how do you feel? Well, I kind of I, I we kind of touched on this a few episodes ago um, where we talked about Sonic's 30th anniversary. It was coming up. We knew there was a new Sonic game in the works and we were kind of debating on it. And I was saying that it's probably going to be open world. I thought they were going to do something on more of a competitive level with like Mario Odyssey. But if you read further into the article, um, according to the leak, Sonic Rangers is an open world game inspired by the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm, um, and, okay. Yeah. So they're kind of taking some notes from that. And I'm, I'm really happy to see a full open world Sonic game. I think it's about time. I mean, there has been mock open worlds for these Sonic games in the past, but I don't know. I'm excited for the future of Sonic. What about you guys? Um, Chaz, I know how much of a Sonic fan you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did know that one guy that listened to Sonic uh, music while doing card attending. Tell me, tell me <laughs> your Sonic experience, Chaz. How are you certified for this? Um, so <laughs> I played Shadow the Hedgehog back on GameCube. Because I'm edgy. <laughs> Thank you, just unqualified yourself. But keep going, please. Um, I also played. I think it was Sonic Adventures Two, where like you played as Sonic or Tails, and sometimes Knuckles. And uh, yeah, I don't really remember. I, I remember one mission from the game where you fight Doctor Egghead. <laughs> that could be your Sonic. <laughs> I can't remember the guy. The guy. The guy's name. But uh, you were close. It's Eggman. Little... Oh, okay. Peaches. Peaches, I'm going to leave you of your duty of talking of Sonic because, you know, something tells me you're not a huge fan <laughs> like you claim to be. Um, I saw so the my, movie. My, I did not see the movie, actually. Oops. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. He's got to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. The game T all went and saw this movie together. Yeah, because, you know, the Sonic movie was an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> I actually thought it was. I thought it was a pretty damn good video game reiteration of a movie. For a video game movie, it was not bad. I'll give that to you. Uh, all right, here, Zach, you actually do like Sonic the Hedgehog. So how do you feel about this? How do you feel about the news of like possible open world? Just the news in general that we're getting a new game. What do you think? Oh, God. OK, so let's be honest. Um, Sonic has not had the best track record since Sonic 06. And I kind of feel like they've been trying to get out of that since 2006 i just feel like literally <laughs> since then they've been trying to make a good sonic game and they've 
all their good games have been Sonic Mania, which is a look back on his 2D, which was not even really, it was kind of developed by them. I think it was more published by them, though. It was more of the uh, Christian Whitehead. Mm-hmm. And then there were Sonic Generations, which again was just 2D and 3D Sonic in a 2D space. And it was more of a, a look back on the past. Um, and then, like, some people tell you Sonic Colors was good, which is getting a remake. So that's kind of hype. I'm excited to try that one finally. Mm-hmm. And then some people tell you, like, like people are totally still on that Werehog thing. Like, some people totally hate it. Some people like it. Um, and so I just think, like, I hope they've had time to build their perfect Sonic game. From what I've heard, they've been on this for a long time. And Sega was like, hey, we're going to give you the time you need for this. Please make it good. And so I almost <laughs> feel like this is their last like Sonic hurrah. Like, if this goes south, it's going to be like, we need to just get Sonic away from us because we clearly can't do him justice. I mean, like that's what I think. They would never do that because he makes so much moolah. But, um, but think if this yeah. goes really well. Like, Think if this is the next Breath of the Wild, but with Sonic. Right. It could just be a rebirth of Sonic. I mean, I, I agree. And I, I don't think Sonic's like, gone anywhere. He just kind of has been... He's not up like he used to be compared with Mario, and now he's like down a few tiers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he used to have his own console. Yeah, <laughs> fucking love the Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast. You guys Dreamcast? Yeah, I played the Dreamcast. I have never had one. Always wanted one. <sighs> I mean, I was like five. Could appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate what Sega is trying to do because Sonic, for so many people, is just so absolutely pertinent to like their identity as a gamer like they just love sonic and i honestly i think the true fans have those moments where they're like okay over the last 15 years since 06 there have been some really decent awesome sonic titles and there's been a lot that haven't been like that i don't really consider like obviously the infamous sonic kid like i think his allegiance is a little bit up in the air then again maybe it's because he cares so much that he yelled, when will you learn the actions of your consequences in one of the greatest gamer moments I've literally ever seen. The first heated gamer moment. It, it, it's fantastic. I love it. And I love that it's about Sonic the Hedgehog because I did not know that when I first saw the video the first 50 times. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> and then I learned it's from Sonic. It's because he's a Sonic fan. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Like... My my thing is, should Sonic even be open world? Like, isn't that kind of diversion from what the like point of the game is? I mean, he can still go fast. He just doesn't have to go in a straight line now. I think that could be pretty awesome. But I'm with you. Like, when you play a Sonic game, it's kind of supposed to be like a uh, a theme park ride. Like, you're just going up and down. There's those highs. There's those lows. Uh, so it kind of depends what kind of world they make, uh, which is why I said they really got to do this right. Because the worst thing ever is to make Sonic feel like Mario. Sonic is not fucking Mario. Sonic is supposed to be like Mario times 100. Like you're just going 100. You got this cheeky attitude. You're going fast. You don't give a flack. Um, yeah, flack. That's a word. Uh, you're um, you're about keeping anything. it PG. We got a very PG podcast. <laughs> um, and so, I, Chaz, I see, I see your point. It's like you don't want it to just be a bunch of like you don't want a bunch of mediocreness. You want those lows, like where you're going slow, just to really accentuate those highs. Like you really want to be going fast as Sonic. Yeah. And when you're not, it feels bad, man. And what's nice for them is they have so much to work with. Like they have spent 30 years of building Sonic's story from his cartoons to his video games. I mean, there's so much story that they could do here. And I think they would have no trouble packing it, especially if, you know, they've been working on this game for so long and that this is, as Zack said, Sonic's last hurrah. I think what's funny is like last week we were talking about Donkey Kong and how they've been considering not necessarily open world, but like transitioning into a more 3D style game style game for whatever it is that they do next and how we were kind of a little apprehensive about that because it's like, okay. What are you trying to do and are you going to be able to do it successfully? You know, you got to work with your strengths here. And that's why I think you guys are absolutely correct. But as I, you know, I think you guys are absolutely correct in saying that, you know, maybe an open world experience isn't necessarily what Sonic is made for. At the same time, they've been throwing so much shit at the wall just to see what sticks over the last 15 years anyway. It's kind of like, fuck it. Let's see what happens at this point, you know? Honestly, I'm still kind of hung up on the fact that Zara said that Sonic has a good story. Um, An entertaining story. 
<laughs> the fact that you said Sonic has a story, I like I, I kind of didn't think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, it does. Huh. Weird. It does. Yeah, there's I mean, there's actually a pretty diverse story arc even beyond Eggman, like with the Chaos Emeralds and the Sonic Gods, apparently <laughs> kind of turned into DBZ there towards the end. Hell yeah, it did. See, now that was awesome. <laughs> that was so dope. I don't care what anyone has to say. That was very cool. So, I mean, you, you could right. have like a Thanos situation in this game. Who knows? <laughs> Reality can often be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos is base? Base Thanos. <laughs> All right, what do we have next? Oh, I know who this one is for. Zach, what are we talking about next? <sighs> All right, this next one comes us to from Silicon Era. Uh, this is written by Andrew Kia. And basically, um, I do think this was a little bit of a clickbait, and it's not him who did it. Like, he... he said it perfectly but like i saw a bunch of youtube things go up and they were all like sakura is going to retire which is kind of taken completely out of context so let me read the article to you and you guys can tell us your two cents after i tell you my two cents masahiro sakurai is the director of games such as kirby and smash bros he's my best friend and he doesn't even know me. <laughs> he is considering Thanks, early retirement um and if you know sakura you know that he is very open like he like kind of communicates very well with like the fan base and he made melee in under 11 months and even then like he actually like went to the hospital for like overworking himself and like he got super Damn. dehydrated holy um, shit and then and for a banger that that melee was 11 months is insane right yeah yeah it is absolutely insane because if you don't know like what smash bros came out in 1999 melee came out in 2001 and the gamecube got announced in 2000 so there you know what i mean like there wasn't a lot of time for him to like get that because they didn't know smash bros was going to be as huge as it was until smash bros was as huge as it was which was probably 2000 ish quick weird question um, which do you think he prioritized more pooping or or sleeping um neither i <laughs> combined them into one activity Bleeping. <laughs> I, I, so what I'm saying is this guy's work ethic is absolutely insane. He also developed Kid Icarus Uprising for the Nintendo 3DS. And I am going to stand by that is one of, if not the best game on the 3DS, hands down. Um, I love that game so much. Like just the witty dialogue and how he made Pit. Like, have you guys played the original Kid Icarus? I have not. The original or the 3DS version? The original. No. Like on the considering SNES? That's, that's all he had to work with. I think it was on the NES. It's like ah. a 2D platformer where you rise and eventually you kill Medusa. <laughs> Medusa. <laughs> There's 25 chapters in the in the Nintendo DS game, 3DS game. And chapter five, you kill Medusa. Spoilers. All right. Um, and so <laughs> that's just to, just to tell you right now, like he like expanded that game's lore prolifically. Like this guy is just such a creative human being and i'm telling you all this because it kind of bums me out to read this so he writes for famitsu which is this is what he's talking about retiring specifically sakurai stated that he has a certain fondness towards the idea of early retirement yeah you're a workaholic i could i could see that everything must come to an end at some point sakurai stated in the most recent column he added that he feels it's okay to work as hard as i can right now while i can even if it makes me very busy um yeah, okay, here we go. Two more fighters are stated are slated to release that the column will likely end within this year after their release. Additionally, he clarifies that this is more about the end of his column, and it doesn't mean that he won't be involved in game-related work in the future. Okay, so couple things here. Um, first, I think it's really funny how everyone refers to this as early retirement, quote-unquote, because it sounds like this guy has already worked two lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> There's not, nothing early about this retirement. Um, also, just for clarification for listeners' sake, um, what is a Famitsu column? Is that just like a blog? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's a blog and a, it's a it's a what do you even call that? Just a publication and a and a magazine. <laughs> Famitsu is a Japanese magazine. Oh, fair um, enough. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like like a game informer. Like, you know, remember those old school things you used to like? You read oh, through? hell yeah. yeah, yeah Game yeah, Informer is yeah. the shit. I, I still get Game Informer in the mail. 
Yeah, do you yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, good for you. I you're, love Game Informer. You're the reason they're still in business. Good for you, man. I, I honestly, it was a surprise to me. <laughs> a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I think they're still <laughs> being sent to my parents for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I, I did want to say like this is like super clickbaity because and like not this not who is this Andrew Kia Andrew Kiva yeah Kia I was right um, but you probably saw a bunch of YouTube things if you watch the gaming stuff like I do and it basically said Sakura's gonna retire no he's just gonna stop doing the Famitsu thing um, he's a busy guy he's got other priorities alright and so like if he stops game development it's well deserved he has like Sak- like um Czar said, like, he definitely deserves to retire, but, like, I also think this guy's such a workaholic that he would go insane. <laughs> I think he's going to want to work on games for the foreseeable future, and I mean, he's already left an amazing impact in Smash Bros. and Kirby in the new Kid Icarus game. So, I mean, like, yeah, he could probably leave now, but I think if this guy gets another chance to just get away from Smash, he could make an entire another franchise boom like just get super popular like i don't know like an f-zero would be cool i'm just throwing stuff out there you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. for sure hint hint wink wink um but yeah so those are those are my two cents Chez, peaches what do you think um well i want to start off by saying i don't think we should uh necessarily praise how like his work ethic of working himself to literal exhaustion and like hospitalization i think that's a Oh no! Dangerous thing to praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a balance to it, and like he didn't balance it. But yeah, the product turned out nice, but it's not worth your ins- your sanity, right? Yeah, we don't want developers to do that. We've talked about Absolutely. that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a uh, so yeah. You know, don't work yourself to death for a company that event uh, really, you know, will replace you within a week. But I mean, this guy clearly has a huge impact on like. Specifically, Smash Bros. as a whole. So I think seeing him go away from that, which is like, uh, I mean, a possibility from the sounds of it, would be really interesting to see like what he does next. And now, like, how much time do you really think he was spending writing for like that Japanese publication? Like, do you think that was taking a lot of time away from? Well, I did a, what he's doing. I did a quick search of his of his column, and there are so many entries. Like, people have compiled books on his entries so yeah it's a, it's a weekly format so i imagine it's kind of similar to what we do here like maybe like four to five hours i don't know something like that and like what's he what'd you say he's been doing this for since like 2006 uh no since like 1999 maybe 2000 oh yeah no yeah, that's a lot I mean, I mean, I think everybody's making great points. Chez, I mean, you're absolutely right. You shouldn't be praising behavior like this because the fact you're absolutely right. I mean, as as talented and amazing as this guy is, if something were to happen to him, he'd be replaced in a week or two. Now, whether or not the qualities of the products would be as good, that's certainly. Oh, yeah, no, I I would never insinuate somebody would do as good of a job as him. However. Right. And I I agree with you. Like uh, Mental health is way more important. And you're right. I agree. But and it's something that we I talk about all work. the time. Yeah, it's something <laughs> that we talk about all the time on this podcast is like you got to preserve the mental health on these devs. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this guy has just been he's contributed so much to the gaming industry that nobody deserves to retire as much as him. But I would hate to see anyone retire. That's like as famous as this guy, as influential as this guy. I like this guy, too. I don't love him like Zach does because I haven't played Kid Icarus, even though Zach, I think Zach forgot that he gave it to me as a Christmas gift like 10 years ago, and I'm working on it. Okay, just <laughs> and well, it's it's nice that we're not actually talking about his retirement. He's just talking about being done with this publication. And honestly, yeah. I think he should be done with Smash 2. I think on like he's done everything. Like I don't know if you can ever make a Smash Ultimate Er. Um, so let's just end on the high note. Um, like ultimate extravaganza. Well, you know, there's always going to be those those hipsters that are like melee is the best Smash game. No, nothing will ever compete with it. Right, and there's always going to be those peeps, and they're they're fine, they're happy. That's all that matters. Um, and so they can just keep porting Smash Ultimate until you know the end of time. And I think I'd buy it at least three more times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they could even be open to adding more characters upon new console ports. Right, like and just I think keep he working even, on this game. I think he even has it set up to where he uh, trained a group 
because he was, you know, like he he's kind of considered early retirement or just getting away from Smash because holy crap, he put his all into that game. Um, so it's time for him to do something else. Maybe it is retire, but yeah. With that, do you guys have any more final points? Because I got to get my monologue out. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, do you feel better now, buddy? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Take a bow. You're, for what it's worth, you were totally right. That article was kind of clickbaity. It was yeah. super clickbaity. That's why we're here, to explain why things are worded the way they are. Good job, team. Woo! Yeah. And exploit clickbait. Maybe more people will click on the podcast, eh, boys? Hey. <laughs> yeah, let's put Hashtag obscure exploit. titles for our episodes that make no sense. Hashtag exploit clickbait. Don't call Sakurai at 4 a.m. Parentheses scary. <laughs> Why is Waluigi not in Smash? <laughs> These are the real questions. <laughs> All right, are we on to the next article? Let's yes, go. Yes, yes. Who's taking it? Uh, this one's going to me, actually. So, this is a Chez. Valve is making a Nintendo Switch-like console for PC games, claims report. And this is coming from Nick Pino at TechRadar. So, a new report appears to confirm that Valve is working on a new portable Steam console for PC games. We've already reported on speculation based on clues spotted in a beta of the Steam app. And now those rumors have been corroborated by Ars Technica. It appears that Valve really is making a, a portable PC gaming console. The console is codenamed Steam Pal, but that name is likely to change to something more. And this is this is straight from the article. This isn't my take. Something more well cool before it's unveiled ha. to the public. I get it. Ooh. It's like Game Boy, <laughs> but not. <laughs> um, I think there's one more thing I wanted to point out for the... Uh, article here is that rumors began to swirl uh, around about the device when a redditor spotted a change in steam's code that referenced the new code name though apparently it's been uh going under a different code name neptune for the last two years huh so this is pretty cool right yeah it's pretty cool i have a question though what happened to the steam box huh wasn't steam already in development on a physical console that they wanted to sell and compete on the game market with. You know, maybe it was I, always I this or like eventually turned into this during production. See, that's kind of what I'm thinking is either they started out this way, but I was almost certain that they announced like a uh, Xbox like console. But I guess somewhere along the way, they thought Nintendo was doing it better. So they decided to do this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really curious if this is ever going to be able to, I guess, compete with something like the Nintendo Switch. I just can't imagine like a Steam console, especially a portable one, ever having quite the impact that something like the Nintendo Switch has had. But I mean, if they do this right, it could be a huge seller because who doesn't want to play like actual PC quality like games on a mobile device? Well, I guess there's some games you probably wouldn't want to play mobile, but you know, like <laughs> a PC quality games outside of a PC is already huge. Yeah, seriously, like gamers have been talking about this for years because one of the most convenient platforms for all things gaming is Steam. And, you know, we have always, well, at least myself, I have always wanted to see Steam compete with the big three. And I feel like once we know more about this new Steam console, if we don't compare it to the Nintendo, I mean, at least loosely, we're going to see like the next thing in gaming. This is going to be huge. A merge, a merge of PC gaming on the go. Like that is absolutely incredible. So I guess you guys are going to make me be the contrarian here, huh? Yes, probably. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, here we go. I don't see the point. I don't see the point of that, and here's why. Why would you want to make a PC over getting a console? Obviously, it's for, like, the availability of games, but, I mean, if you're talking about it from, like, a console level, I don't know. It's just, like, 
Part of what makes a PC so great is obviously the fact that the graphics card on its own is a whole nother, like a whole computer inside of your computer that's used to make games as great as they can possibly be. So it's like if you already if you're happy with the library of like a console that's already on the market, like the PlayStation Switch or Xbox, why, I guess, would you go with this? over one of those if the graphics are going to be about the same anyway do you think it's strictly like a library standpoint i would say yeah absolutely because that in itself is cool that's definitely no, it's a hundred percent about the library right like when i think about the nintendo switch i think of like switch is a few really high quality games you know, like, but like outside of that, you know, you got your Smash Bros, you got your Mario Odyssey, you got your uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And honestly, I'm struggling to come up with another one. Oh, there's a lot more big hits on the Switch than that. Just I don't know necessarily anything that you're hey. interested. But anyway, what's your point? But my point is like the Switch, it from my view, doesn't have like a ton of like really good games that you can play for, like forever and ever into per- perpetuity, though. I'm sure Zach would disagree with me. Um However, I think that if you are bringing like a PC library of games onto a mobile like platform, I think that opens up like a lot of opportunities and lot like a lot more playtime to be gotten out of your console itself. Well, exactly. I mean, especially because you look at all of these other companies producing games, they all have their e-market, their e-shop for these games. Xbox has theirs, PlayStation has theirs, Nintendo has theirs. Steam already has that game platform, you know, established. They they provide some of the best deals in gaming. Like, I can't tell you about how excited I get for the Steam summer sales because I'll get like 40 games for $20. And... Hmm. Yep. Yeah, you're just transitioning that into what's already seen on the market with the Xboxes and the Switches and the Playstations. It just makes sense to me because that's what everyone else is doing and Steam has never done that. So why not now? I too agree with Zara's take. Woo! Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give my two cents from the hardware perspective. Like, the library part Uh, That totally 100% makes sense to me because that does sound very appealing. It was just the hardware. I guess I was stuck on there for a minute. But like, yeah, you guys are totally right. Well, you're right. The hardware, it's it, it definitely doesn't always it doesn't completely make sense to me either because you're right. The point of getting some of these games and specifically building a PC is for the higher quality. And I mean, you don't build a a PC for mobility. You buy a switch for mobility. I mean, for fuck's sake, where else am I going to get 300 FPS on golf with friends? It's just (laughs) 300 FPS, boys. I I need every frame. Golf with friends. It's important. (laughs) We're not about to shit talk golf with friends. I love that game. Oh, I do, too. I'm being genuine. I, OK, all right, we all were right. using it as a segue to shit talk steam. Excuse well, hold you. on now. <laughs> not, that's not what I said. Oh, no, no, no. I heard it. You were, you were shit talking, JP. Confirmed. JP hates video games. <laughs> <laughs> Fake gamer. All right. Well, this is all interesting, but like what's interesting is Zar brought up the point that like we've been hearing news about this or something in the works from Steam for quite some time. So it's another one of these. We're going to have to wait and see what the heck happens kind of situations. Does anybody else have anything they wanted to tack onto this before we get into some quick takes? Not really. I was just going to reiterate your point of saying that, yeah, we don't know shit about this. All we've gotten from Steam about its consoles like forever have just been kind of brief whispers in the depths of 4chan and Reddit and such. And who knows if this is going to turn out to be anything more than just those whispers again. Absolutely. Are you guys ready for some quick takes? Um, Quick takes. Yeah, well, again, unknown amount of time takes. But uh, Zara, I believe you said you wanted to do some of these quick takes. Yeah, yeah. I find a lot of these topics interesting, especially this first one. All right, so quick takes. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. That's the new tag. That's what they're going with. 
is the new name for the game and is now set for a December 7th, 2021 release date. So this year, everybody out there, that is crazy. That's huge. That is crazy. Yeah, because we have gotten virtually nothing on this game for the past two years. And then all of a sudden, bam, it's coming out this year. I love it. I can't wait to play this game. I can't wait to play this game with my friends. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it supports crossplay, but it will be a lot of fun for a multiplayer mode. Um, for those of you that don't know what Dying Light 2 is, it is set 20 years after the events of the previous game and has been described as a modern dark ages where players take on the role of Aiden Caldwell in a bastion of humanity known as the city. And spoilers, geez. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. Anywho, um, another really cool brief tidbit about this is I've been recently going back and playing Dying Light 1. Peaches, have you finished that game yet? It was your blind date. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. A much hotter date came along in Mass Effect Legendary Edition, so... Ooh, ooh, You gotta take those ooh. opportunities. It's true, it's true, true. But in the first game, they've been advertising Dying Light 2 when it got announced by, like, spray-painting different Easter eggs found throughout, you know, just walking around the city. So... With all of the attention that they keep giving the original Dying Light, I am very hyped for Dying Light 2. It's coming out this year. All right, next quick take. Skyrim, as of May 23rd, became as old as Elder Scrolls Morrowind on the day that Skyrim came out. Ooh. Well, okay, so um, to word this a little differently. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds confusing. Yeah, so the time between when Morrowind was released and when Skyrim was released is now how long Skyrim has been out. Yes. And for for reference, there was also a game released in between Morrowind and Skyrim called Oblivion. So yep. <laughs> Skyrim has now essentially been out as long as I, I, I if I'm doing my I'm not Here, sure if this is exactly numbers. right. Three games worth of time. Yes, yes. Three games worth of time. Um, more specifically, when Skyrim came out, Morrowind was 3,481 days old. Some quick maths tell us that Morrowind was nine and a half years old when Skyrim came out. So, boys, Skyrim is almost a decade old. It's got to be time for is, a new game. Skyrim is just so timeless. I, I don't know. I love I, that game, but you might be right. I could not call Skyrim timeless. I mean, unless you're modding, but then, you know, it's not really gaming on their what they intended. But it's not like there is eventually a limit of things you can do in Skyrim. And I can't go back. I have done everything in Skyrim and I am so freaking bored of that game. Ten years is way too long. Just out of pure curiosity, how much time do you think you've put into that game, Zar? Because to finish the end of to come to the end of things you can do in Skyrim is actually a feat. Well, I guess supposedly not the things you can like everything, because I didn't go through and do too many playthroughs where I picked the opposite choice because I kind of liked all my choices that I made in the game. But as far as like side quests and virtual exploration, I found every single location. I explored every single cave. I got bored one year and decided to virtually kill literally every NPC in the entire world. <laughs> Except for the ones that you can't kill. Then, then the world becomes very lonely. Just give me a number, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. Well, I could give me a second. I can go to my Xbox account. I think it's. Oh, wait, no, because I actually have owned Skyrim on several different consoles. I would say probably maybe. Up to seven, eight months, almost a year, maybe even past a year of gameplay time. I have played Skyrim. I think you've played too much Skyrim. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have. <laughs> I think that's a lot of Skyrim. Yeah, no I, feel like you're I, I think I've played like 200 hours of Skyrim and I thought that was way more than enough. All right. These short takes are not becoming short takes anymore. Come I on, specifically said they're not quick takes. 
Next quick take, <laughs> Unreal 5 Engine is available for early access. For those of you that don't know, the Unreal Engine is a platform for game development and one of the best ones at that. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know a ton of ge- about game development, so I won't go too much into detail. But this news of a new engine is huge because the last Unreal Engine, Unreal 4, launched on March 19th of 2014. Wow, I didn't know it was that old. And that was just according to a quick quick web search. I mean, Unreal Engine 4 is the standard. It's, I mean, I'm obviously not a game developer, but from what I know of like other people who do develop games, Unreal is like, it just doesn't get better than using the Unreal Engine. So Truth. for Unreal Engine 5 to be coming out, it means that there's a whole new era of better looking games about to be launched and we should be very excited. I don't know if yeah. you guys watched the tech demo for it, but it looks in fucking sane. Oh, it's so pretty. And there are so many new features making game development seamless and fluid. If, if you develop games, get on this and search up Unreal 5 and get on this early access and try it out because you will not be disappointed. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be and- so good, boys. And then to finish that quick take, uh, the Unreal 5 engine will be dropping according to Unreal uh, early of 2022. So watch out for that. All right. The next quick take. Uncharted 4 will be coming to the PC. So PlayStation loses another exclusive and we're going to see a lot more trash monitors. Yeah, that's I I have mixed feelings about this because I'm personally not a huge fan of Uncharted at this not that I like think it's a bad game just I like I never really got into it but I do know lots of people that love Uncharted especially Uncharted 4 Um, so that is actually a big deal yeah we're probably going to see some broken playstations over this all right JP you wanted to kind of touch on this a little bit we were talking in the the chat so I will leave this next quick take to you about the playstation state of play that happened sure so um it's, we're going to keep this very brief because we we did hype up the state of play last week, um, but it was just some Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. Now, that being said, how about that gameplay? It oh, my goodness. Beautiful. This game is fan. It looks like it's going to end up fantastic. I can't wait to get my hands on this game. The first Horizon Zero Dawn was very 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 good it, it like just a few things missing for it where I would have been like yes this is 100% amazing and I love this game but I feel like from what I've seen from Horizon Forbidden West they're gonna do a lot of extra things to build upon Horizon Zero Dawn that's gonna push it into like one of the greats a game that most people already consider great but for me personally making it amazing it's um so there's just not enough time here to talk about everything that was featured in that state of play and even if they even if there was it's not enough to do it justice anyway if you're interested at all in this game you need to get your buttons onto youtube as soon as you get home type in the state of play that just happened on thursday and take a look at this game page gameplay uh trailer thing from the state of play because it was wonderful now, do we want to talk about that absolute waste of spaces tweet here, or do we want to just skip over that? <laughs> nah, we will. You know what? Let's just let's just say fuck it. I mean, that guy got what he had coming on Twitter. I think right. Alloy looks beautiful, and that it's a video game. So I like why how you said it? Alloy uh, instead of Aloy because I mean Aloy. It's well, because it, it, um, it was that's clearly what they were going for. You know, it's clearly like just a play on the word Alloy. Reading the article, I Here's- thought we were talking about metals. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I will say. So what Peaches is referring to is there was a little bit of a Twitter controversy that happened. I know what you're thinking. Twitter controversy? No. No. That makes sense. But Never yeah, checks yeah. out. Yeah, right? What? Um, so some absolute asshat tweeted out a picture of like Aloy's face and was like, I don't know, man. I just think that, you know, if you have a woman in video games, they should look like a woman. You know, this woman looks like a man and I'm just not into that. And then like a side by side of like Aloy with perfect curvy face with, you know, perfect eyebrows and makeup and the whitest teeth I've ever seen, you know, because Aloy is a hunter and hunters who spend all their time in the wild need to just look like supermodels all the fucking time. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's like a post-apocalyptic setting. Exactly. 
So naturally, this guy got immediately shat on on Twitter by everybody and was just getting so defensive about it. Like I uh, you can actually go to Game Tea right now and see one of our retweets from this absolute asshole. And Rainbow Road did a couple of it, too. But he was getting so defensive, like, I don't know why everyone's so mad at me. Why can't I use my freedom of speech? All these beta males just coming yeah. after me. So so the the Twitter handle was. I don't know if I should actually say this or not, but it's Apex Alpha J. And this, this fucking alpha quote starts calling everyone on Twitter beta males and, and, and yeah. talking about infringement on his on his freedom of speech. What a fucking moron. Yeah, I think he's compensating. <laughs> All right, that's enough. If you're really interested to see the like entirety of the conversation, go on Twitter, because surprisingly, he has not deleted any of this yet. Go on to Game Tea's site and you can actually see that we retweeted a couple of his things with our own quote tweets and then some of Rainbow Road's content. But it is killer. And we're even talking about maybe doing a let's talk on it. We'll see Dumbass what happens. thinks he's he's justified. Anywho, we don't want to glorify him with any more airtime here. So the next quick take is actually pretty great for three of the four of us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Borderlands 3 is launching full support of crossplay. Yes, finally. Yay. But unfortunately, uh, Sony is requiring Gearbox to remove crossplay entirely from their platforms. They just shut it down. So uh, sorry. Sorry, JP. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. (laughs) But again, not surprised. PlayStation does not like playing well with others. That's their whole thing. But they're in a position right now where they don't really have to be good at playing with others. They should get a different thing. I, I agree. <laughs> you should say something else. You should no, find I, a new hobby. I yeah, like yeah, birds yeah. now. <laughs> like Android 16. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you guys. Like Sony is just being such a dick when it comes to anything crossplay. And for what it's worth, I get it. And I understand why. I just wish it wasn't like that. Because everybody else is on board. You know, even Nintendo. Nintendo's never on board with anything. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yahoo! (laughs) Yep. So that is that quick take. Borderlands is coming to be shared for everyone except for Sony fans. Sorry, everybody out there. Who could have predicted this? (laughs) Now, this last one, Zach actually uh, posted for me to put into the script. So, Zach, do you want to take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Zach take this one. Okay. So, uh, for some unforeseeable reason, because usually there's a Pokemon Direct before E3 the week before, which would be literally like three days after this episode goes up, I think. When is this? Is this the Saturday episode? Wednesday episode? I always forget it. This is Wednesday. This is the Wednesday episode. Okay, so a little, pretty much probably a week from when you guys hear this episode, because you guys always are day one listeners. I appreciate you, babies. Uh, anyway, Pokemon <laughs> decided to go ahead and Twitter drop the release dates of Pokemon. Um, was it Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Get that right? Yeah. Yeah, that checks um, out. Which they're coming out November 19th, uh, 2021, which, yay. But then they decided to take it one step farther and give me a little heart attack because JP and I have already aired our thoughts on how we feel like this game needs time to cook so it can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pokemon Legends Arceus is actually not going to get time to cook. And it's going to release on my sister's birthday, January 28th, 2022. Happy um, birthday so, to Zach's sister. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. And um, hopefully, Elizabeth. hopefully you will get to play Pokemon with Armand and it'll be a good time. Um, and hopefully it won't be a buggy mess. And I'm super scared and anxious. And maybe Pokemon knows something I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I am real nervous with that release date. That is very soon from when we saw the trailer. And that FPS in the launch trailer was not great. Or the gameplay announcement. Maybe it's a visual novel. We, no, guys, I, come on. We already said more bezels, less game cartridges, <laughs> more 5 <laughs> FPS shingling. <laughs> He do be free. More bezels. <laughs> I have uh, the good news is I have actually seen advertisements for this game where the FPS looks a little bit better, but advertisements can be very misleading on the final product, as we all know. What? what? No, I don't think that's happened. 
ever never i don't think i don't think this happened once i don't think that's ever something that's been really happened that's, that, that can't be true yeah i mean zach you're absolutely right the danger is if they don't give this game the adequate amount of time that it needs they're gonna resort to like using you know doing standard pokemon shit we don't want this to be a standard Pokemon game. We want this to be a defining Pokemon game. And yeah, I'm with you. This makes me nervous. Absolutely. All right, boys, we're running a little short on time here. Let's say we do some game releases. Yes. Who wants releases? Yeah, I can do some game <laughs> releases. I'll, I'll speed through these so uh, Zar can actually get some sleep while I'd, after editing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the care. <laughs> um, so... On June 4th, we have Evergate coming out for PS5, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Then we got Last Kids of Earth and the Staff of Doom coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Persistence coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X slash S. Then on June 8th, we got Backbone coming out for PC, Chivalry 2 coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X slash S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Edge of Eternity coming out for PC, and then Elder Scrolls Online is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Well, right on. And then for the Hype Up 1 upcoming game, I see a link. What did you do? Oh, it's a uh, it's a gif of John Travolta looking around. (laughs) (laughs) There's no Hype Up game. I don't know any of these games. I don't know if you guys are hyped for any of them. I I downloaded Elder Scrolls Online. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was was just fine. Um, So if you like fine, that is the game for you. With that being said, I'm a big fan of fine. I'm ready. I'm ready to party, boys. I'm a big fan of fine. Should you hype up uh, Saturday's segment? Absolutely. Uh, Next week or not next week. On Saturday, we are bringing back a newer segment. We are doing video game, two truths and a lie. It's going to be the first time where we've had Zach for this segment, so we think it's going to be a pretty good time. The segment's always a good time in general. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a very good one. So make sure you stop by and thank you again for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.